127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do, podcast crew? I'm joined by two lovely people in the room. (laughs) We're back at it. Bringing it it back. I'm feeling lovely today. That was on purpose. I'm, Thank you. I'm spinning my water bottle to put it in I was in hoping you said, I was hoping you said lovely or beautiful. How many things do you do not on purpose? Not on purpose? A yeah. lot. A lot of things. Name two. Two? Blink. Blink? There was purpose behind <laughs> that. Your heartbeat. Oh, like with no purpose at all. You're just like, and that was on purpose. Um, That's a good question. I can't even like. Hang on. What? Everything has a What's purpose your, re- to it. Repeat your question. He, he called us lovely. Oh, yeah. And he said, and that was on purpose. Yeah, there's a purpose behind that. Yeah, because so it's like, true. Well, thank you, but also <laughs> I want to know about the things you'd not be doing oh. on purpose. Uh, I mean, I don't like to sin on purpose. Does that count? I don't like to sin on purpose. I think you do everything on purpose. I feel like there's a purpose behind everything you do. Man, that's this the, is too deep, bro. That's the best intro we ever done right here. <laughs> it's too deep, man. We're not even a minute in. <laughs> we're the one. I mean, I guess with the music we are philosophical, psychological. So psychological. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anytime I see uh, like one of those like fancy words with like, <laughs> <laughs> you just a word with a logical added. No, like like <laughs> fancy no, words. like 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 when it's p s y like to spell it out. I'm like psychological. <laughs> Psy. <laughs> like in my head, you know how words like you like you sound sure. out yeah. to Pater- spell that just like. <laughs> Pterodactyl. <laughs> a psychiatrist. <laughs> yes. A psychologist. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like that's a normal thing. That's special. Oh. I don't think it's normal, but I... I not. In your head, you do it. I, I appreciate it. Physics. I think in your head, you do it. You just don't know it. You know? What What does the voice in your head sound like? <laughs> Me? <laughs> is this just your voice? Know. Or is it a different voice? Maybe a little... It's like in, in my own head, it sounds a little wiser. Than mm. I actually am, <laughs> you know? Okay. But I, it's not. Yeah. You know? It's got a good book. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in a, yeah. I, I like to hope. In a, in a dimly lit library. <laughs> in that darkness. <laughs> with a hat. The plague. Like, hey, bro. I'm fu- okay. I'm, You're pulling out your Bible. <laughs> but to pull out well, some scripture, no, too. <laughs> I, the, it's, it's got a little worn spot up here on the top. And, I, yeah. and if you, with this leather, you can like make it disappear. So uh, it's nervous twitch. Sorry. Nervous twitch. T, how are you doing, man? What are you up to today? Duck hunting, man. <laughs> Still dressing. <laughs> I, I, really, I, like, I just say, got I'm back sorry. from it. I did. He went I got duck back. hunting, went to the dentist, and now he's here. What a Dude, day, I, bro. So we, we went, one, I hope Bailey Sanderford's not listening to this. She got really mad at me for not sleeping this week. And I almost texted her when I went to bed last night. It was like, hey, I'm going to bed early. And it was like 1245, 1 o'clock. And then I almost text her when I woke up at like 3.30 and be like, hey, slept in. Just woke <laughs> up. And I, I didn't. I didn't. But it was, a, it was a good morning. It was like 32 degrees on the on the pond out there. It was a good morning. Was it frozen over? No. It, it got to be a little colder and, and cold for, for a good while. My, but So at 8 a.m. this morning, got out. And I was already running late. My front windshield frozen over. All my windows like frozen over. And so I had to sit there for like five minutes. Yeah, in the Ford? Summer. 
Yeah, and that fusion, man. I got a. I had a couple ice beads on my shotgun, but nothing crazy. I yeah. did. I dropped Garrett off, and I felt like a dad. It was kind of weird. <laughs> Drove him like right up to his class on <laughs> campus. Like dropped him off. What I was building? like, hey, see you, kid. What building was it? Uh, I dropped him off at like the H two O fountain, like chemistry building right there. Oh, yeah. He's in one of those halls, and so mm. it was. Did you just say H two O fountain? H two O fountain, man. <laughs> Is that what it's called, no, or is that just straight that, up that water went, fountain? That went right over my head, but I definitely do not call it an H two O fountain. No, is it's definitely a water we, fountain. We had no, yeah, a water fountain, fountain, fountain. <laughs> I can't even talk. A water fountain. <laughs> Maybe I need to sleep. Yeah, we no, have a no, water fountain that named the H two O fountain, and it's right by the chemistry building. That's why it's called the H two O fountain. Okay, that that was that was what I was I wondering that. if that yes, was its, it's name. Like, it's like right next to chemistry since building. it's the chemistry building. Uh, it's called the H two O fountains instead of that makes sense, but. Yeah, that's it was okay. a good day. Josh, Josh got dunked again. Story? Oh, dude, dunked the the what first the first time we went, it was me, him, and Jacob Dixon, and he's like walking, and he smokes a stump under the water, trips, oh, falls, man. gets gets it in his waders. I'm walking back <laughs> to waders. the truck, and it's waders and the waders, and I and I hit a tree, and I'm like, oh, Josh, Josh's tree trying to get me, <laughs> and I like walk around it, and I keep walking, and Dixon goes, dude, I don't think that was a tree he hit. Boom. I smoked the tree that he hit, and I go face first into the water. So both of us are soaking wet. Well, we're walking out there. I would not be able to do this. <laughs> it was, well, it wasn't that cold that day. And okay. this morning we were talking, we were like, man, I just hope we don't fall in. And yeah. we like, and we're walking, and I'm like, I was like, I know the one stump that me and you have fallen at, and it's like 15 yards in front of us right now. He's like, okay, cool, cool. Like three steps later, he smokes his stump and goes straight <laughs> underwater. I was no. like, oh, no. That dude froze his butt off the rest of the time, huh? <laughs> he he took it like a trooper, man. I he didn't say anything. That's huge. I love that. Just shot ducks. When's when's the season over? Uh, this Sunday. This Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Me and William going tomorrow morning. God, man. We are <laughs> going. Wait, William Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Oh hey, my. that man. That man's a hunter. I didn't know that. That's insane. I love that. Um, you know, it was really cool this week. Prayer morning. Yeah. It was nuts. Absolutely nuts. There was. We probably doubled, I think, per morning from last semester to this the biggest year. we had at like one point last semester was like twenty. I'm not gonna say those numbers because somebody's gonna come on, bro. <laughs> That's not what in I the twenty somewhere. It was more than twenty two. Whoop. Okay, I, I thought you couldn't do it by yourself. Like say the number yourself and do it. Maybe I'm wrong. I just did. Yeah, you did. You're right. But <laughs> made up laws. <laughs> yeah. Have y'all thought about when the class of twenty seven gets here? That would be in the fall, and so yeah, yes, I am one, thinking about it. One twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I we just changed our ministry like a yeah. year ago. We're doing the big. We're doing a big shirt for them. Yeah. All oh. of those things. It, it, literally, if every like, there's not a shot a freshman walks into ministry fair and be like, "This church is made for me." <laughs> one twenty-seven, bro. We get the entire <laughs> freshman please, class. In please no. <laughs> yeah, that would be a lot. Already, I don't even know if that new building can hold them all. <laughs> we have to build a bigger choir loft. I know. Yeah. That's insane. That's funny. 127. Class of 27. Coming this fall. Sneak preview. Just maybe, maybe there's one listening to us right now. Who knows? Who knows? In maybe. Florida. <laughs> Is there someone you know? <laughs> yeah, remember that? Remember we got canceled. There, we got go, can- my, <laughs> there go my Florida. We oh. got canceled in Florida, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I don't even remember I said that. Oh, well... Welcome, guys. We've been here. <laughs> we have been here. Seven minutes in. Yeah, we are. It's good to be back. Um, I'm going to just give up on transitions, honestly, because 
You're good at them though. Um, no, no, it's so bad. And there's nothing yeah. I could transition. I was thinking the entire time of like, where can I flip? Where can I flip? Where can I flip? You don't have to. And I didn't. So um, this week is sort of a user submitted question. User sounded so weird. It's one of our what? Bible study leaders. You're not a user. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listener. Sub- Listener. Listener submitted. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Um, it was a really good question. It's kind of tied into a lot of conversations that have been surrounding, um, I would say like our ministry, but I think just Christian culture in general, um, especially like I've seen it these past couple months, even like last summer, um, there's a big documentary that came out, um, mm-hmm. Hillsong Mega Church Exposed, which goes into our question. Um, and we'll dive into this specific question in a little bit, um, which is like, why is worship so important in church? Uh, but first, before we start, um, kind of like, I guess just kind of laying the foundation and defining what worship is. Um, so then we can hit the ground running um, and kind of discuss um, worship in church. So you just ask him what, what yeah, what worship, is worship? What is worship? Man? Uh, the church bubble, I mean, we could just, we could go real simple. I mean, when, when we say that, a lot of people are just like the songs that we sing. Yeah. Songs that we sing are just worship. That's why what you had hinted at. Um, issues that, that have, have risen with uh, Hillsong or with other people that um, revolve around a lot of they're popular because of the songs that we sing that mm-hmm. have their name on them. Um, and so the, in simple form, we can go, hey, it's the it's it's the, the music that takes place at our church that yeah. we think stirs our affection or adoration for God. Hmm. That's a simple one. Yeah. I think to the outsider and maybe the even a, the non-believer is when they hear that and when they hear worship and Christians like that, I think that's what they picture is us on a Sunday morning gathering as a body of believers, like singing. Mm. Um, and like they would say, worshiping, like to me, like as a, I say, sorry, not as an unbeliever, but <laughs> well, we got, hello. <laughs> we got yeah. problems hey, that's, the case. <laughs> that's what I, I think like if an unbeliever or somebody who's not a Christian, when they heard worship, like that's what they would first. Think. I think somebody who's grown up in the church is in the church is they're going to say something a little different. And yeah, um, go the direction of, yes, that's a part of worship, but mm-hmm. there's a lot more to worship. And so what's the, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I'll answer your question. Um, I was just going to say, what's, what's the more you said, like, that's what people think of, but there's more behind it. What's, what's the more behind worship? Yeah, that's a dangerous question because I don't know if, if uh, if we'll get anywhere else, um, <laughs> with that, because even, even understanding or defining worship can be, uh, can be challenging for us because, um, you probably, I think you wrote this down in, in our show notes, in show notes <laughs> over there. Um, you wrote this down thinking about Romans 12. Mm. Um, there's a couple of things that are wrapped up within that, that, that push us into maybe even the cultural idea, therefore brothers and sisters in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and from that verse, we get this, this thing that I've probably said that a lot of people have said before that, um, Christians, brothers and sisters, uh, children of God, in view of God's mercies, or even like uh, understanding the character and nature of God, um, then you in turn present your bodies, or then you in turn worship in a way that is it is pleasing to Him. And so your your understanding of your theology of God pushes you into a space that you can rightly worship God. And so mm-hmm. we simplify that, like your theology leads to your doxology. Doxology mm-hmm. is the cute word for <clears throat> excuse me, the cute word for worship there. And so that's your, that's your spiritual yeah. worship. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, uh, that's the inner, I'll, I'll go that way. That's the inner act of worship for you. 
as you understand God's character and nature, then it goes out from you in, in a, in a response. So that's your inner worship, but there's also an outer worship that happens. Um, and college students that it probably started even with when I was in college with my generation, where the worship movement, um, became very much an outward expression, Mm -hmm. um, of like, this is how we respond. This is how we get hyped up for God. This is all of those things happen. And so the songs begin to shift. Um, even the authorship of songs began to shift. There's a lot more me's and I's Mm -hmm. and us in songs than there was he and God and Jesus in songs. Um, because it was about how we respond. Now, I'm not throwing any shade at any of those mm-hmm. um, necessarily, but you do have to make the distinction between the inner and the outer because here's the danger, the, the dangerous part of this. Matthew uh, Matthew 15, um, as Jesus is talking about this, verses, uh, verse 8 and 9, and he says, uh, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Mm. And then and he says, in vain do they worship me. Mm. Um, and so that's the outward that doesn't necessarily define all of the outward. It's yeah. not that, hey, we're honoring you with our lips, with our songs, but our hearts are far from you. That's not prescriptive for all Christians. There's going to be people's hearts who are really close to him who honor them with their lips. Mm. Um, but if if we don't understand the inner, then the outer is a dangerous game we play because he says, in vain do they worship me. And that basically what he means by that verse is your worship means zero. Mm. Like it's it's probably in a lot of our worship experiences your worship is an, is like a below average exercise routine. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. You got your heart rate up. You might have sweated a little bit. You might have danced, depending on what church you're in. Um, <laughs> what, whatever, that. Yeah, bad. whatever that was. But but Jesus says it meant it meant zero. Hmm. Yeah. It was zero worship. Yeah. Um, and so, in order for us to like rightly understand worship, you or to rightly engage in worship, you have to rightly understand God. Hmm. That's the important part of this as we begin to look at worship. So it's a, it's an outward response to an inward understanding, an inward work of the Spirit, an inward um, retrospection, all of those things that you're doing, wrestling yeah. with character and nature and understanding of God um, in that. Mm-hmm. And that's what drives our worship, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, I, I think, honestly, the I, like a pretty easy depiction of it is, like, I think back and really you can look at any championship. You can look at, you can look at, um, sorry, Aggie, Aggie's having winning championships recently. You can look at Aggie sports. I'm going to track can, championship. I'm, yeah, <laughs> track fast. champions. But if you look back, look back to when the Astros won the World Series. Ghostros. Whoop. It wasn't very long ago. It wasn't yeah. long ago. October. Do you all remember people's stories? Yeah. It was the same exact post that was shared over and over and yep. over and over. Mm-hmm. I still And like most of mind. these people could not, like, none of them watched. It was just like, oh, I'm from Houston or yeah. I'm like kind of associated with them, so I'm going to post it. And so like there was just like, I mean, share it to my story, like, hey, everybody know and see me, like I'm an Astros fan, my team won. Yeah. But then behind the scenes, they never even watched the game. Mm. And then you have the the few that are, I say the few, I mean, a good amount. And in our ministry, that baby, <laughs> just fist bump that, is, is like we we watch and like when we share those things is because we're passionate about that team yeah. and we're really, really excited. And then we get on and like Joe Schmo over here is sharing it and he's never watched a single game. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, I'm from Houston, so I'm going to share it. And like in a very similar way, it's like, it is very, very easy for everybody to share that, but like who's been there since the beginning? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying like those are on equal playing fields, but like yeah. John said is for me and you in that moment, it was like, man, we are, we, like, we are proud of our team. We're excited. So we're going to share this so people can see like our excitement and our passion behind the team. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody else is just like, 
oh, it's easy to do. Here you go. Like, I'm just kind of from Houston. I'm going to throw it on there. And it's the same thing in worship is like, you you see the two, the two kinds is like somebody responding from what's going on inside of them and their, their love and their passion behind Christ is that that worship is going to be a reflection of that. But then you turn around and you have somebody with the same thing mm-hmm. who may not even have a walk with the Lord, but because the people around them are, or they're, they're straying away and their, their walk is um, kind of, it's furthering themselves from Christ in that moment is the people around them in the moment, the music, the emotions into it. It's easy to throw up your hands. It's easy to, to yeah. worship. And so again, it goes back to the inner thing is you can do both, but where, like John said, it is when you reflect, it like those things are a reflection of what's going on inside and so yep. you you can we may not be able to see that as humans but god does yeah um, and so he sees that yeah i think we're we're kind of gearing into the side of of the music thing and i'm glad we are because it's been a topic of conversation uh, but one thing before we kind of jump i think into this like okay which music is um should we listen to in church what should we not listen to um I kind of want to go off of something that you said. How about for the people who are very passionate about the Lord, but walking through a season where like, it's just hard to worship Mm. and they almost have to, like, they just need to step into it and do it. Um, I don't know if that makes sense where they like, they're just in a dry season. And so to kind of initiate a response of um, them um, responding to the Lord in a sense, like they have to kind of almost uh, force is a strong word, but force, um, worship and like singing out loud when they don't feel it. Um, what would you say to those people? Yeah, it, it's a, it's a good practice for us. It's a phenomenal question. And it's a good practice to, to take the commands that God has clearly laid out in scripture that you don't have to, you don't have to assume, you don't have to wrestle with, you don't have to pick a side of any of those things. These are things that God is just like, here, you yeah. do this. Um, and to take those and to practice them um, outside of feelings. Mm. Uh, because th- this is what I see, this is what I've experienced. Um, here, I can and go ahead and age myself if you want to. And I've, I've been a practicing Christian in good and not so good ways mm. on this planet for 33 years. And, and so, and so like in, in that season, I've learned that the moments that I have done the things that I don't necessarily feel like doing have yeah. been the sweetest moments where God has, mm-hmm. has, has went well done. Like yeah. in obedience, my promises come alive to you. Not that you felt like it, but yeah. that you, that you acted on it. And so, and so when it's just like you, I mean, there, it's all over scripture, just commands that we are to raise holy hands in worship. Mm. We're to, to, to praise him in song. We're to let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Like yeah. all of these things that continue to rise up, you just go, oh, like this is real clear. Mm. Um, now, that isn't always just like, hey, sing songs. Yeah. That, that's not, we mm-hmm. can get a little bit more theological than that. But even in our response, if you were to walk into a church service and you're like, I'm having a crummy day and I just don't feel like this. Mm. In fact, I would rather somebody come and cater to my feelings right now. Mm. And, and college students are pretty good at this. Yeah. Uh, you, you wear your emotions on your sleeve mm. and you walk in and somebody looks at you and goes, oh, are you okay? Please do that. Like, please care for a brother or sister in that yeah. moment. But if your heart is to walk into that and go, I need to be ministered to, mm. the worship service isn't for you. And the greatest way that you can be ministered to is to pursue the heart of God and to see like the, the peace and the joy and the comfort that comes in your response to that. And so your obedience in those spaces is good. Um, and, and uh, this is, it sounds so mean and I catch myself doing this pretty often, but the clear commands of scripture, you just have to do them. Like yeah. you feel bad, get over that and worship God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And it, this is this is a weird transition for John. One of the things that cracks me up is if I go to a baseball game, and baseball can be boring. I'm 100% can agree with you in that point. Nope. But people that fall asleep during baseball games, <laughs> my, my friend Jack Lou, I looked over one day, like we were at a Ranger game in the all-you-can-eat seats. Like you No go, And way. I looked over, and this dude is snoozing hard. I'm like, <laughs> how do you even do this? Like, you don't understand where we're in at. In those seats? This is a cathedral of worship. Like, you have to engage in this game. That's that's the, the worldly, yeah. minuscule, tiny version of what this is. Your proper understanding. It's why when I do the welcome on stage, every time I'm just going to remind people of the gospel to go, this is what God did for you. Yeah. Now respond. Yeah. And if that's your heart, it, it doesn't matter what you bring in. I, I feel bad. I had to find my family. I, grades are terrible. My boyfriend and girlfriend just broke up with me. Whatever. Oh, I have, I have God's attention. Mm. I have the opportunity to try to be louder than the angels. Here we go. Yeah. That's good. I, I'm going to start with the, like, I like, I like where you're going. Cause there's like somebody who, who is passionate and, and loving and pursuing the Lord, just like struggling with yeah. what we would refer to as worship within a service, like singing and stuff is, is starting with, and we kind of mentioned, but like worship, true worship. I'm not even, I'm not even say biblical worship because true worship is biblical worship, but true worship is reserved for God. Um, I think sometimes we mix that up. And, and for some people that worship turns into sports mm. um, for, for, even the the religious side has turned into saints. It's turned into to Mary. Those are things wrong. It is reserved solely for God, um, and who He is and what He has done. And it, and it's because because He deserves as we worship, not because we expect something from it or we want something or we feel like it. it's because He deserves what we're supposed to. But I'm going to say that is like specifically talking about the music side of it. Like music is not. I would not consider music the origin of worship. Yeah. But is it one of the greatest ways to express that? Yes. Like, hello, like go read Revelation, like read scripture. Like we're going to be singing in heaven. Like, holy, holy, holy is the Lord almighty. It's like, we're not going to stop. Yeah. Like it's going to be constant. And mm -hmm. so for you to be like, no, like I I'm good. Like, hey, welcome to the rest of your future when you die, Bubba. Hmm. Like, you're, you're, we're going to be in heaven, like worshiping Christ and who He is and what He did and God, and and to step into like a worship service inside of a building and get to experience that for a little bit. Yeah, that's one of the most humbling things we get to do. I genuinely like. I think that is a small and very minuscule like glimpse of heaven, hmm. but it is, and and it's going to be a really really cool thing. And for me to sit here and be like, man, I I love the Lord and I am passionately pursuing Him but I don't want to go worship like, dude, like wait, wake up, like yeah. wait till you get to heaven, man. You're not going to stop. Yeah. And so if I can not even start practicing now, but almost like that is like, man, why not? Why not do find it now? It, yeah. I may find joy in it now so that when I, when I enter the gates of heaven and I get to do that for the rest of eternity, like it's going to bring me so much joy. Yeah. Um, and so enjoy it here. Like we get a small chance to do that here. Mm. Um, and, and when we get to heaven, it's going to be totally different and way better than anything we do here. But to like get to experience that a little bit, man, mm. we're lucky. We really are. Yeah, that, that brings up that brings up big picture biblical idea that I think people you gotta you have to grasp this. I think most people understand this, but maybe they don't think about it. When did worship start? I wanna say like Genesis. Yeah, know. like Genesis and where at in Genesis. It's not really a trick question, but it's sort of if you haven't thought about it. In um, your in your mind, like not even when did song singing start? When did worship start? I, think I would since the beginning of creation. I don't know. Okay, I would go. I would say with creation or Cain and Abel. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go and most that I've read like worship started in Adam's obedience to God. Yeah, when God was like, yeah. "Do this," and He said, "Okay," and He did it. Hmm. 
that that is his response in worship to the commands. That's his obedience to, yeah. to what God was doing. And so, so if you think God desires to be worshiped, God desires for like his name and his renown to rise up above everything else. And, and that's, it echoes in creation. And when all things were right, that's what worship was like. Yeah. Here, here it is. Do hmm. exactly what I've told you to do. Just do it. Here's the one thing you don't do. Everything else you just do. And, and in doing so, that was worship. And then if you go all the way to the other side of it, to the end, and you go, yeah. God's going God's gonna to make all things new. We get new heaven, we get new earth, and we get return to garden state. Yeah. And so what's our worship going to be like then? And that's a lot of people have a weird view of heaven. It's like mm. we're all going to be standing around with all the people from all the nations. We're going to be singing. Yeah. Let's have that service, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but the Bible is going to say you exist on new earth in yeah. a way that they did in the garden. And your worship to God is going to be your response to yep. his commands. That's good. Always. Um, and so, yes, we've made it about song, but our worship is our response to God. I mean, it's James one twenty seven. Pure, pure and faultless mm. religion. Mm. It's another word for worship. Pure and faultless worship is to what? Care for the orphans and widows is mm. what he says there. It's not sing the right songs. Yeah. yeah. It's properly respond to God's commands. Mm. Um, and so if you think garden, you think the end, well, my worship is actually going to be obedience. Yeah. More than anything else. And that's what's going to honor God. My songs are important. Yeah. So when I don't feel like it, obey. Hmm. That's it. That's good. Well, while you were talking, I looked up where to, where to worship begin, like <laughs> Bible. Bible. And it, I, it was a God Questions one, and we, I trust their website, and so I pulled it up. But it first defines worship. So true worship is the acknowledgement of God and all, and all his power and glory and everything we do. The highest form of praise and worship is obedience to him and his word. Thanks, God questions. Hmm. Who does God questions? I don't know. Who'd be answering these things? Is it? <laughs> like T. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> you just that, that there's out, too actually. many words, uh, and that is grammatically... It's grammatically correct, so it was correct. Yeah, so in this clearly room. not me. Maybe you have an editor. That's <laughs> not me either. Yeah, not me. I don't even have a bachelor's degree yet, so it can't be me. Hey, you're getting there, though. Yeah, I'm almost there. Praise the Lord. Um, so I kind of want to jump into what people have been discussing. Cause I think there's just a lot of like, not even like people are like anti something. They just have so many questions um, because there's been a ton of things released. I'm being very vague here, but um, I think the big ones, Elevation, Bethel, Hillsong, um, there's been things released just about um, the way in which they write their songs, their theology at those churches. Like, are they pouring in that theology into those songs? Mm. Um and that's like where people are just like stuck because they don't want to be worshiping um, in song with something that's not true. Um, so what would y'all, I'm, I'm just going to kind of open the floor, honestly, um, to hear y'all's thoughts on, um, I feel like this just kind of like, I don't know, for me, I, I'm a newer believer, but I feel like it's been a more recent um, trend with these documentaries coming out, um, just about stuff happening at these churches. Mm-hmm. And obviously these are the powerhouses of of worship music, even like songs that you think aren't from them. They've probably written they've produced. and then they, someone bought the rights to those and, and produced it. Um, so I'm just going to kind of open the floor and, and we'll kind of see what happens. Yeehaw. Th- this will probably have to circle over into another podcast. Yeah, we'll just, we may go, go into next week. It's yeah. okay. Go ahead and say that. Um, I think m- maybe uh, off the cuff here, I think a, the functional irritation for a lot of, well, <laughs> man, you said this. Does their theology affect the songs yeah. that they're writing? Yeah. And it, does that irritate us? Mm. Whoever us is, does that ir- irritate someone? 
Um, you have to respond in what the Bible says, like your beliefs about the character and nature of God affect your worship. Mm. It's one. I mean, that is, yeah. that's, that's Romans 12, one. That's true. And so if you have an issue with the theology of a place um, that is now a leading powerhouse in writing songs or in whatever this worship movement is or in production and stuff like that, then then you will have an, you should have an issue with their worship. Mm. That's just, that's yep. blanket statement. Okay. Yep. So we'll get that out there. Um, the other side of this becomes for, for me, as, as I think through and wrestle with it and look at this, um, if you were to play a, um, we'll go after Bethel. If you were to play a Bethel song on Spotify, that production company, which is owned by that church gets money. Mm. They just do. I mean, that's, that's based off of the number of plays they get in there. Um, when they when they record and release a song for somebody else, they get a part of that. Uh, the, the, I believe, and this was a couple years ago, and so this is not, you can't quote me on this, um, but I think that their production rights a couple years ago earned that church $68 million. Holy mm-hmm. cow. Um, which, which gives them, and Hillsong's is bigger than that. Yeah. The, the, the amount of money that comes into that church because of it, I mean, is pretty unbelievable. Um, and, and so that's the other side yeah. is if you do not believe in the theology or you're, you're weirded out by what's happening at Bethel, or you think that it's a, um, a cult or anything like that, then you will have issue mm. with singing their songs. Um, and I'm okay with that. The other side of it, I guess, is the, the dangerous game to play is if, if you, if you do this with every mm. song with yep. every worship song, good luck. you're going to have an issue with people. Yep. You're going to have an issue with Chris Tomlin. You're going to have an issue with Crowder. You're going to have an issue. Um, Phil Wickham. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's the game that you can play because they're sinners. Yeah. Um, and it, I have seen often um, God using sinful people. It's, that, it's, it's the anthem of scripture. It's yeah. the anthem of our ministry, all of that. God using sinful people to do unbelievable things. Mm. Um. And so that, that doesn't excuse wicked theology. That doesn't excuse any of that. Like we have to address that 100%. Um, but, but playing the like authorship game is kind of dangerous. Mm. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that we don't. Um, it just is. Because if you start just with that, like, okay, what is this company support? Um, then you have to continue. Yeah. And so then you play the, okay, what does the Mormon church have a majority sharehold in? somebody on the podcast, Google that, and you're going to have your mind blown. Um, those of you that are big fans of Chosen, mm. the, the TV thing, yep. it is, it is, the production company that owns Chosen is Mormon. Yep. Um, they recorded the Chosen on a Mormon set all the way up mm-hmm. until this year. And so like, that's a, when, when my wife and I found out about that, we went, oh, and it, it's one of those, yeah. that you just kind of go like, this is beautiful and it's so well done. And even the guys that are producing it, like we trust their heart and their Christians, but the Mormon church is getting money out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that, that's the game that you, you have to start to play. And it's like, what does Disney believe in? What is, mm. what does Jerry Jones believe in that bought this cowboy jersey? What is it? You know, yeah. uh, it yeah. continues everywhere. What is Yeti? I don't know what they support, but I mean, they're in our top five in America, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, win though. yeah, it's, it's a, that's a challenging game to play. Yeah. So th- I, I can't make this corporate, uh, with churches in and of myself. I can say, just with honesty, there are there are songs that have been produced in 
from Hillsong. There are songs that have been produced from Bethel. There are songs that have been produced from other people that I will look at and I will go, I do not like what, yeah. I do not like the theology in this song. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and as I read through it and I look at it, a lot of these come from like functional irritations for John, um, like raise a hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song just irritates me. Um, and that's okay. like, if and I'm okay with everybody knowing that that song irritates me one, um, maybe cause where it came from, but two, how it was written. And you can, a lot of these Bethel has no secrets really in their songwriting. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're trying to raise a little girl from the dead, mm-hmm. um, in this. And, and I've reading scripture like that happens. Yep. Um, but, but their approach to it for me, um, I don't think it had a strong biblical stance. Um, and some of their approach was, was wicked. And then they wrote a song, Mm. um, that was an anthem that now has become an anthem for a lot of people that has some weird, loose biblical foundations, but it's not real solid. Mm. Um, and, and people are like, well, it's a really good song. Yeah. There's a, 15,000 really good songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're just looking to sing a really good song, sing Don't Stop Believing from Journey. That'll get you hyped up. Uh, I mean, like... Jason, I hope yeah, you're listening. Kill it. Um, and so, but again, if we bring Jason into this, and we've had this conversation with him in full transparency, he's okay with that song. Mm. And he's okay with having our church sing that song. Um, and I am okay with his leadership in doing that. Because I have an irritation because I've explored it and I've, I've dug down it and it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't make that prescriptive for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, as a leader of a ministry, I get a little bit more play within mm-hmm. college ministry to go, here's some lines that we're going to draw. Um, yeah. But overall, like I have to kind of be okay with that. It's just mm-hmm. a wrestle that you have to, you have to guard your theology. You have to guard yeah. those things for you. And so often it becomes personal. It's mm. good. It's... It's oh man, they're, they're, you can unpack this in yeah. so many ways. We'll, honestly, I think we'll probably jump back to this yeah. Yeah. next week, if I had to guess. So. But I mean, is I think it is is I don't know if there's a like a genuinely like sinless cause that I support. And and besides I'm not, the gospel, yeah, besides the gospel, well, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the church is our staff. It's full of sinners. Yeah. I mean, anything from Bethel to Hillsong to Wait, whatever you, it is. You sin? Full of sinners. Yes. Every now and then. <laughs> um, okay. Every now and then. But is is nothing we support is without sin um, here on earth because yep. it is it, it is from us. And so I think about that is like if we're going to play that card on them, on Hillsong Elevation, whatever it is, is then you would then have to, we have to further that down. And so now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, they messed up. They did this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, so did this person. So can I listen to their music? Yeah. Oh, well, hey, Jim, Jim's messed up. Jim is sent. Can I listen to him on Sunday mornings teach? Mm. And so it, it's just, you can play it in, in so many different directions. But I mean, like, oh, I remember the first time we ever had this issue was we had this old guy named Teddy in our church and they came in and, mm. um, is it reckless love? <laughs> and oh my word, like I'm talking yeah. stood up in the back and threw a fit in the middle of worship. Yeah. And it was, it was like real awkward, but that was the first thing I ever, like every time I, first time I ever experienced it and like seeing it now. And like, there's just so many places to go, but it's like, is, and I, I look at it in two different ways is these songs. It's like, you look at top charts and so there, like there's been times where like a Hillsong, uh, something they released or Bethel specifically, sorry, Bethel, they, they've had something at like the, the top charts, like trending or whatever it is. And, and in a way is like, even if they are, and even I, I can, I put them in a category almost like Kanye is, Yes, theologically, was he a little off? Yeah. But what did he now? He's off the rails. But at that time, it is what did he do? 
he brought, I mean, he brought Christ to the center of a bunch of people's like mine because of his, his pull and the reaction and how many people know him. And same thing is like Bethel is very, very popular. And so they would do a good job of getting, I'm not going to call it quite the gospel, um, but they get the, at least Christ in front of people. But then when I water it down and like, look back at this is they are with, with this, influence they have, they are now sending these people to a church that, in my opinion, has some like theologically um, flawed things in their church. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it's like I look at it like that as, yes, they do a good job of getting in front of people. And, and that's a win. But then when those people look into it further, and that's why it's like, I specifically is, is I, like John says, I have some irritation with some of those songs. When you look into them, there's a couple that like are really hard for me to sing on Sunday mornings because I have an irritation with them. But when I is like when I have a non-believer or somebody who is new in their faith, I will do I won't play any of those songs around them, mm-hmm. and it's because I don't want them to be like, oh, that was a really good song, um, and and it could be like biblically backed up and supported, but I don't want them to take that and then go and look up, and all of a sudden they're listening to someone like Stephen Furtick, who I have some issues with, um, and and other people like that, and so. I like I'm careful in that category. Yeah. And yes, I have some irritations, mm-hmm. but there's sometimes like on Sunday morning is like John said, it's like, I trust Jason and the way he leads and what he does. Yeah. And so sometimes I have to set like my selfish desires to the side mm. um, and be okay with those songs and, and be okay with them being sung in our worship because Jason is, is okay with that. And he, he is willing and able to lead those um, songs in our congregation and that and I have to be okay with that. Yeah. that. Like, or do some of those songs irritate me a little bit? Yeah. Like I have some irritations in them, but part of it. There, you, you, there's so many ways you can go at it, and yeah. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Is the hard thing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we're gonna continue to wrestle with this going into most likely next week. I think we're just gonna continue this sort of a part two. Um, you open your Bible. You going somewhere? <laughs> we already have a topic for next week. Was the first thought I was, I was thinking of a verse. Keep going. Keep going. I'll keep going. I might close with a verse. Go. Okay. I'll, uh, then I won't close. I was going to close, but I'm not going to. Um, okay. We're gonna continue just to wrestle with this idea of. Um, I, I would call them mega churches. I think it's a fair play. Sure. Um, as as they sort of infuse into our walks with the Lord in, in regards to worship um, and continue to discuss what um, our response should look like to those songs being sung um, while still holding firm to what the what the word of God says. So um, that's all I got. If you got a, are you ready? Yeah, maybe, maybe some encouragement. That's something that I hold, hold near. Um, this is Ephesians 4. Uh, verse 11, he himself gave some to be apostles, some to prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. We can include worship pastors. We can include uh, small group leaders. We can include a lot of things in there, yep. th- those that serve the church um, in there. Verse 12, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ until we reach unity in the faith, in the knowledge, theology, in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. So such rich like verses that for those of you that are listening, man, chew on these some this week, especially as you think about worship. Verse 14, then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, hmm. by human cunning with cleverness and the techniques of deceit. Um, and, and this, like this is for me and even this is for you. Um, like you don't have to, you don't have to walk in fear of songs that somebody in California or somebody in Australia is writing. Yeah. Um, that, that's one thing. Um, you may have to contend for them. You may have to fight against them. That, sure. Like we can put that before you, but your proper understanding of Jesus, your proper understanding of God, as we find in scripture will allow you to stand like really firm. You're not gonna be tossed by these things. Yeah. Um, and 
you're going to send, you, you won't be affected by what the world thinks. This is a really good song. Yeah, listen to it. You may grow a functional irritation for a song mm. or you may get past it and go, I don't care who wrote it, man, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, and we'll probably address this next week, but there's old hymns that, that are in our Baptist hymn that are written by some of the most wretched people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and look at the authorship of some of these guys, you'd be like, how did they even yeah. like come thou fount of every blessing? The guy abandoned his faith. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when he says prone to wander, he did it. Yeah. And we, it's an anthem for us now mm-hmm. that we sing and you go, there was an unbeliever who wrote that song. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can't. I can't rightly go everybody who's an author at Bethel that's writing songs is an unbeliever. Mm -hmm. I can't play that card yet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I can examine what they're putting out in front of us theologically and and protect the people that I can protect from it, Mm. Um, which starts with me, goes to my family, goes to the ministry that I lead. Um, But all of that is found in my proper understanding of God, and then I can stand firm. And so maybe grab those verses from Ephesians 4 and be like, I'm going to hold on to that this week as I get ready to maybe wrestle with what worship looks like more next week, because I'm going to have to. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Well, we will see you guys right here next week. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at 127 on the mic. I'm actually today probably going to drop a, uh, hey, podcast idea. You'll support us like TJ does. Ready to go. Thanks, TJ. TJ, what a stud. See you guys next week. <laughs>